Because if you got that, that'll take you through. Very powerful scripture. And uh, Sister Joyce didn't cheat us. She went in the Old Testament and got her. Yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. And got it at the last minute because we thought Sister Evelyn would be here. And so we had to pull somebody, a ram in the bush. So we pulled two rams. Yeah. Great job. One of the things that we need to start learning about Christianity, there's a difference from people who sit in in churches and people who are Christians. There's a big difference. And most of the messages I do, most people talk, call them life lessons. That's true. Because we need to learn how to live. You cannot, there's no way that you can be a Christian saved and, and, and the Holy Spirit sanctifying your life that you can be the person you used to be before you got saved. You can be a church goer, but not a Christian. There are some behaviors and some attitudes that have to change when you get to the point in your life when you turn your life over to Christ. All right? And uh, so we want to talk about some of those things this morning. And I got different versions because we don't want to be a church where there's a lot of domestic violence, abusers, and all that kind of stuff. Right? And it's, it's, and it's just as much in the church as it is outside the church because people can look one way but be another way when they're in their homes, right? Does that make sense? And so what we, we're going to get this lesson, and if God would show up today, would he, what would he say to you? My good and faithful servant, job well done? Or would he just walk past you? Well, I, you see, so there are certain things. When you look, look at the book of Ephesians and you go up past 20, they'll talk about those things. But I'm starting down at verse 20 because there's a time when we have to tell ourselves that we know better. Now, one of the things that I, the men in here I've been talking to that bothers me, the men in here got big shoulders. Y'all men say amen. If you're not, don't say amen. All right, you're too passive. You need to get aggressive, more aggressive as being a Christian man. I think as uh, Tony Evans calls it, a kingdom man. So we want to be a kingdom man, all right? To be a kingdom man, all right, is a total difference than just a churchgoer, all right? And Sister Gwen is doing some ladies, teaching some ladies about a kingdom woman, all right? So this is what we want to be over here. We want to represent the kingdom of God. And you rep against, against, represent the kingdom of God by your behaviors. A lot of people don't come to church because you there. They work with you every day. Some of you date them. You see? Okay. All right. You understand what I'm saying? And so what the, he's telling us that, however, it is not the way of life we've learned. Then I'm getting into that. There's, there's some things that we used to do. We're a different person now because we've learned a different lifestyle now. The biggest lie ever told, I used to use it, Sister Kim, I said, well, God knows I am. Yeah, he knew I am, but he didn't accept me as I am. Do you understand? So there had to be some changes. So we 21. When you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. So, so what now that when I heard about Christ, then I had to live, I'm putting this in here, according to the, the truth, which was in who? Jesus. Jesus. You see? All right, here we go. This is going to get real good pretty soon, I'm telling you. You were taught 
with regard to your former way of life. You, now, we were taught to, with regard to our former way of life to put, to put off old self. When you come to church, you give your life to Christ, and you want Christ to be the head of your life, that old person ought to be gone. And you ought to be living a new life. That I just the way I am means you ain't accepted Christ. Because when you accept Jesus Christ, the second, first thing is you accept Jesus Christ's eternal life, baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit starts sanctifying your life and then purifying your life. That's how it works. That means there's some things that used to be ain't there no more. Years ago, there was a song by someone said, the places I used to go, Lord knows I don't go there no more. You see? So that's the people we want to be. All right? They're, they're, so Christ Temple North people, this is us. But you got to be aggressive to be that. You can't be passive and be that. That takes a lot of studying, reading, and praying, and letting the Holy Ghost work in your life. You see? All right? Yes, putting off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. And so my old self was corrupted by who? My deceitful desires. Me, me, I, I. And I tell y'all here, the only thing I is good is between S and N. And the person comes talking about I, no, 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 no. Put S and N there. We're not those people, are we? We're not going to be those people. Okay? To be made new in now, the attitude of your mind. So when you're born again and you give your life to Christ and the Holy Ghost comes into your life, you got a new attitude. That old attitude has to be gone. Yes. Is that right? And so and we I'm talking about the reason I like the way our pastor teaches, he teaches us stuff to take us home. Mm -hmm. This should be in your house. We are made new in the attitude of your mind. That means the way you treat each other in the household all right, and the people around you are is totally different. You don't have an attitude. Right. You see? You, you understand? And to put the new self, you don't have an attitude, it's a new self. There's no way that this is why folks, come on folks, that's why some of you are here, don't get mad, say, Pastor, I'm, I got strong shoulders. That's why some of you in here got divorced. It's a fact. You married somebody, you had the wrong attitude, you looked at them, they were a hunk. She was fine. Girl, man, you see? And then you wanted to, and then some of you were church girls, right? Got unequally yoked. Some of you were God men, got unequally yoked, you see? You, you, this is how it works. You are made a new attitude, and your mind is different, you put away, you got a new self, so what used to attract you shouldn't attract you anymore. Come on, say amen to that. You see, one of the things about church that upsets me that sometimes I wish that I could do an X-rated sermon and use some language to wake folks up in the church. We got too much stuff going on in the church, too much abuse, right, sexual abuse, domestic violence, and going on in church on and people setting up in church on Sunday morning and dread to go home to who they got to live with. It's too much of that. And the reason it is, we haven't let, if you have made a new attitude then you, and your mind is different than what you used to be attracted to, you shouldn't be attracted to anymore. Period. You see? Because you're a new self. 
if people can recognize you where you used to be, then you ain't changed. You see, when they see you, they ought to say, what's wrong with you? Because you've changed. The Holy Spirit has worked in your life and sanctified your life and he's purifying your life and you've changed. Ought to be sometimes this one here. Everybody look at me. Uh, why ain't you called me? Because that person that used to call you is dead. I got, I got a new attitude and a new way of processing and so your old number's gone. Right? This is how we, this is how we live. There's nothing, there's nothing better than living a sanctified life. What God wants us to do. All right, I, I looked it up. Where am I at? In verse 24, your okay. new self is created to be like God now, in true righteousness and holiness. I'm, my new self now walks in holiness. You see, I'm walking. You know, I use that all the time. I walk as Christ. I talk as Christ. I think as Christ. I have the spirit of Christ within me. That's a new self. You see? And when you walk as Christ, think as Christ, talk as Christ, and you have the spirit of Christ in you, some things that used to be acceptable is not acceptable in your life anymore. Isn't that right? right? We teach in here because we want to be, many of us in here, came out of some disastrous places in households. We do, the, our parents didn't teach us nothing. Right? Come on. Amen. Some of us in here. Uh, you know, our parents didn't teach us anything about the gospel. We went to church. Come on. Because, you know, I'll call you out now. And, you know, you know, black folks went to church and got entertained. Yeah, you see? Folks, yeah, you see? But, no, not up in here. We want to walk out of here. I want you upset at me and God. Upset at God for telling me and me for speaking it. You see, but it's going to make you better. You see, we don't want anybody in our church, and we got y'all got kids in here. St. Louis last week, an 18-year-old girl and a 17-year-old boy had sex in the classroom with all the kids in the classroom. You can pull it up in the classroom and the teacher in there, and they were videoing it. Now, was those kids crazy? No, their parents were crazy because anybody do that, that's got to be acceptable someplace else to take that sin up in that house. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's true. When you get home, look it up. It's insane. They even think about it. How does that work in your head? Yes, 18-year-old girl, 17-year-old boy. Right, in St. Louis. Check it out. So what's happening? They ain't sitting here. They didn't have parents. You see, since I'm on a row, somebody pulled the trigger on a young kid who got last night, but the parents shot him. Yes, because he wasn't taught. You understand? He wasn't parent. You see, a lot of people got a mom and a daddy, but they don't have a parent. Am I doing all right? All right. And in verse 25 from the message, what this adds up to, then, is this. No more lies. We're going to stop lying. No more The worst thing in the Bible it talks about is a liar and a drunk. Check it out. God can't handle a liar and a drunk. There ain't no worse thing than a liar. Okay? And no more pretense, which is false nope. claims. No more pretense, which is what? False claims. It is what it is. It is what it is. Amen. You see? And many of us, there used to be a song years ago, Oh, yes, I'm the great pretender. Pretending that I'm doing well, but I'm not what you see. I'm wearing my face as a veil. Some of y'all know that song. 
All right, come on. If we get, get all up in church and yes, Jesus loves me, the only song you know. You know you used to listen to that song. Yeah. And wait a minute. Sis, sis you didn't amen me, right? How many times have we been that person? How many times have we been the great pretender? How many times have we told people we love them and didn't? How many times we were with folks and didn't want to be with folks? You see? Because he says, no more of that. The Bible says, no. Quit pretending. You see? Pretending you're a church girl or a church guy on Sunday and Monday, see, we wouldn't recognize you. That's pretending. All right. Then it says, tell your neighbor the truth. Tell your neighbor the truth. Ain't nothing like, nothing like truth. Tell your neighbor the truth. Period. Mm -hmm. Now, go ahead. In Christ's body, we're all connected to each other after all. We're, all. we're connected to each other. Tell the truth. I don't feel good today. Not in a good mood today. Pray for me. Now, there might be somebody in here that's better than us uh, that wakes up every day feeling good, goes to work every day feeling good, just can't wait till you get to work to sit with those people. Some folks need to say, I'm a Christian, I'm saved, and I'm sanctified, but I need to go sit in my office. I'll talk to you later. There ain't nothing wrong with when sister calls you, a brother calls you, a sister-in-law, brother-in-law, whoever. Uh, not right now. Because I ain't going to pretend all the time, well, what you need, you know, because I ain't interested in your needs right now because I'm trying to get me together. You see what I'm talking about? All right. We're going to be Christians. You live, don't live a lie. Don't live a lie. You see? All right. When you lie to others, you Wait. end up lying to yourself. Yeah. When you lie to others, you'll end up lying to yourself. Do you know what is the biggest lying instrument in the world? Facebook. Let me tell you about Facebook. And all y'all know it's a fact. Don't raise your hand, because a lot of y'all on Facebook. Ain't none of you ever put yourself on Facebook with your ugly. You put yourself on Facebook with your best. You see, see, now I ain't worried. I'm glad I've been married all these years. What do they do now? They date online is what it's called online. And, and I guess you, you go on the computer and that person's face gets up. And, and, and that, it's a 10. And then y'all meet. It's a five. <laughs> the Kim said that. She said, oh, a two. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's a lie, you see, because, you know, people, that's a lie, you see. But the worst thing is to lie to yourself. If you keep lying, soon turn, you're going to lie to yourself. You understand what I'm trying to get? And the worst person is a person that lies to themselves. Because if you lie to yourself, you're going to put yourself in a position that you can't handle. Okay, am I doing all right, counselor? You see, so we, 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 we passed all this stuff. We saved now. Christ comes, we're going to heaven. We're trying to learn how to live here and have some peace. All right, read that one again because I like that part. <laughs> all right. If you can't find it, I can say, quit lying to everybody else. <laughs> You're going to wind up lying to yourself. <laughs> My sister went blank. Oh, yeah. You see, if you keep lying, you'll lie to yourself. And the worst lie is a lie to tell to yourself. Mm -hmm. What other money is this? 
domestic violence. How many women have lied to themselves to think that he loves me when he's not abusing me? That's a lie. You listen to that lie. You see, because he loved me, he wouldn't abuse me. Domestic violence month. Don't get uncomfortable, because if you're uncomfortable, you don't want to grow. We want to grow. You want to teach your children this and your grandchildren this kind of stuff. You see? Don't listen to the liar. Guess why you don't have to listen to the liar? You're saved? Filled with the Holy Ghost? Then you ought to have the discerning spirit. And how many people are saved and had the Holy Ghost but lied to the Holy Ghost and said, I want you to be governor of my life but got unequally yoked? Because they got into their feelings and into their emotions. You see? If you love me, you will support me. You will never abuse me. Can I help you? Love never asks for something that's not its own. Love never brings pain to another. All right. You know, sometimes we, we like to be feeling good. No, we want to get it right. And sometimes getting it right hurts. Period. If, if you sat in church every Sunday and something hadn't got into your spirit that taught, caused you to want to make a change, something wrong with you. Because I don't care how much I'm in the Lord, I want to grow. Because anything that ain't growing is dead. All right? And you want your life to grow. You want your... Your life to grow? Well, then you gotta, it's going to be painful sometimes. Sometimes it takes birth pains to grow. You see, sometimes it takes chastisement to grow. You see, sometimes it takes the truth to help you to grow. You see, in these households, we ought to be living like God wants us to live. I have an ideal, but it ain't in here. So if I want to live, please God, it hurts me sometimes. All right, keep going. Pastor told in verse 26, go ahead and be angry. Says, and I love this one. Go ahead and be angry. You do well to be angry, but don't use your anger as fuel for revenge. So there's going to be some things you're angry about. Some things that, but don't use it for revenge. Because revenge is who? The Lord. He'll take care of that. Don't let your anger turn into revenge. You see, I just can't wait one of these days. <laughs> you know how we do, right. And then want to get on your knees and pray. You see, revenge is God. Don't fuel it. You see, okay. Then it says, and don't stay angry. Don't, and do not stay angry, y'all. I'm trying to tell you, don't stay angry. It ain't healthy. It ain't healthy. Counselors set in offices counseling people that's angry about something happened 30 years ago. Probably some folks that they're angry with is gone. But they're carrying that anger. It ain't healthy. Anger is not healthy. Okay? And don't go to bed angry. I said, don't go to bed angry. You know, y'all, you've been there before. Most of us have been there before. Tell somebody you love them. You ain't got into it. Somebody's in the couch and somebody's in the bedroom. Not healthy. You see, back to back, huh? Ain't healthy. The Bible says don't go to bed angry. It's not good for your spirit. 
Okay? Don't y'all be looking at me all pitiful and saying, I'm just giving the message up here. <laughs> yeah, the Bible, the Bible says don't go to bed angry. You know, don't, don't, get the, don't stone the messenger. You got a problem with it. Get with God. You see, we never go, we don't have that anger stuff going on. We have Christian music going on. Gwen will talk with me because she stays up late and we'll talk and listen to some Christian music. She goes her way, I go to sleep. You see, we don't allow that. Every night, every night, that's right. Some of you ought to try it because some people are going to bed with somebody else because they're angry. And I ain't talking sex. I'm talking in their head. You're angry with something else. Well, at least y'all wasn't lying. I just got through saying, don't lie to yourself. <laughs> Go ahead. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Don't give the devil that kind of foothold in your life. Don't go to bed angry, waking up angry. Do not give the devil that kind of foothold. He's looking. Once the devil gets a foothold, he'll get a toehold. Toehold, foothold, stronghold. Do not let it happen. I don't care if you got to stay up all night, get it straight. You all know who Bobby Kersey is? And his wife is named who? Jackie Joyner Kersey. They had, I mean, he coached her, and they had a rule, because, you know, him coaching her, he wasn't her husband. And they had a rule, if they had a problem, they could not take it in the house. And I guess they kind of had a little confrontation over the way he was coaching her. They said two and a half hours in the driveway to get it straight before they would go into the house. Because they would not allow anger to come into the house. They got it straight. Now, that's pretty good. All right. Now we're going to do verse 25 through 27 from the boys. Thank you. So put away your lies and speak the truth to one another. Let's just speak the truth to one another. How do you feel? Like hell. It's in here, so it's not a curse. It's a curse word. It's in here. Is it in here? All right. That's how I feel today. I don't feel good today. Not feeling well today. You see? Okay. Go ahead. And again, it says, because we are all part of one another. We're all part of one another. Here we go with this anger, because I'm trying to get this straight in this household, okay? That's right. When right? you are angry, don't let it carry you into sin. Watch out. When you're angry, don't let it carry you into sin. Right. See, you're angry with somebody else. You're doing good. You're angry with somebody else. You get to go, and next thing you know, that anger you got is carry them into sin. And the person you're angry about is laughing, going on the other way. And you got that anger is carrying you into sin, so when you go home, you're abusing your children or your wife or your husband or your children. And first of all, when you carry that too much anger, you're abusing yourself. Am I doing all right back here? All right. Don't let the sun set with anger in your heart. Don't let the sun, guard your heart. Don't let the sun set with anger in your heart. The Bible tells us in the Proverbs, guard your heart. I'm not going to let anger get into my heart because if I let it get into my heart, somebody else is going to pay the price that had nothing to do with the circumstance. All right? And don't give the devil room to work. Don't give the devil room to work. Let me tell you what. He's upset now that I'm doing this message. He's trying to figure out a way to get in your heart to find a place to work. Y'all know that. Have you ever come to church and went to church had a good day at church and everything was good and went to the store 
and somebody bumped into you and looked crazy or went home. Can I say it? Got in the parking lot. You see? He's looking for a place to work in your life. You see? And you ought to be smart enough in this church. You ought to be smart enough to say, no, I ain't going to deal with that spirit because I know where that's coming from. We ain't going to allow that spirit to come up in here. You say, I'll pull over the side of the road here. We're going to go and pray, but we ain't allowing that to come up in here. And he can get in children. Pull over. Say, no, no, get that. No, no. We ain't having this up in here today. You see? Get some, have some holy oil in there, water something, get the spring or something. <laughs> say, we ain't, we, we ain't doing this today. You see? Oh, yes. All right. Now we're going to do it again, verse 26 and 27 from the Passion. We're going to get it. Say, Pastor, keep teaching. Keep teaching. All right. But don't let the passion of your emotions. And listen, the worst thing to do is deal with your, through your emotions. Don't do it. All right. Leads you to sin. It'll lead you to sin. Well, you know, I just got caught up. There's a whole lot of folk incarcerated and in the graveyard right here. Right here. Okay? Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge, not for even a not day. Not even a day. I'm going to call that demon of anger out. You can't live in my body. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Loose here. You, know, you can do it in your household. Walk around there like you're crazy. He can't come up in here. All right? First of all, you got to get together in your own self, right? Go ahead. Don't give the slanderous accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. He wants to manipulate you. Guess how he's doing it to somebody in there now? Oh, that's too much. God understands you. The pastor don't know what I'm going through. I ain't right. He's manipulating. It's the truth anyhow whether you like it or not. It's the truth. Don't let, just say you don't want to do it. Don't say, I, don't blame it on me in the gospel. Okay, this is good. Yeah. Some folks say, Pastor must have an attitude or something today. No, he wants you to live a godly life. I watched the news and I looked this morning and Palestinians is over in Israel and bombing and the earthquake in Afghanistan, I think 2,000 people killed, and we got all of this kind of stuff going on. That's all revelation, folks. When stuff starts happening in the Middle East, it, yeah, that, if you read the scripture, that Middle East, you got to keep an eye on what's going on over there. But it's all this stuff's going on, but we going to serve the Lord. So whatever, when he comes, we want to be ready. I used to make fun of folks when they used to say, you think the Lord is coming? And I'd say, well, I hope he ain't coming today because I'm kicking it. <laughs> no, I used to say that. But anyway, you know, when I look in that Bible now, like, you know, he could show up anytime. Because you look, everything, everything he said in here is happening. Is it happening now? It's here. So we got to prepare ourselves to meet the master. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. I have no... Verse 28. Okay. Did you use to make ends meet by stealing? Now, this is what I like. And, and, and we are afraid to do this. Did you use to make your ends meet by stealing? Well, no more. No more stealing. Get an honest job. Get a job. I, I, I don't know what, why people are afraid to get on TV and tell these people, get a job. You know, 
You can flip hamburgers now for $17, $18 an hour. I can't believe that. It's, I used to bail hay for a dollar an hour, a dollar and a half. Yeah, I've been flipping hamburgers. I mean, come on. Get a job so that you can help others who can't work. You see, I need to run this part of the country that everybody be working. Yeah, get a job. I'm paying taxes for you to sit home. I don't think so. I'm sorry, Lord. But you, you, you started it. Get a job. Go to work. That's what the scripture says. 29. Watch the way you talk. Watch your mouth. Now, they don't do that anymore, I don't think. But my mom and daddy said, watch your mouth, boy. And, and, and you watched it, or they ain't going to watch it. Watch your mouth. Let nothing, what? Foul or dirty come out of your mouth. And I, I was talking to one of friends. It's been years ago. And he was coaching. He said, you know, you, uh, you know when you're coaching, you, you, you have to watch, you have to say things, Pastor, you want to hear. And I said, what's why? I'm a better coach, doesn't more than you ever do. You know, I did tell him that, which is true. And, and I ain't never had to do it. You see? But they knew to look. Yeah, they knew to look. And then they knew the voice. Watch your mouth. What, read that again, because there's another point I want to make here yep. about that one. Go ahead. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Yeah, and that means call your wife by her name, your husband by her name, your children by her name, and everybody else by her name, and watch your mouth. Period. Because you know what goes around comes around. All right, keep going. Then say only what helps each word a gift. Each word ought to be a gift. Each word ought to be a gift. We ought to have the, we want the healthiest church in the world. Because when we speak, we speak to people and they love us to speak to them because we speak a gift. You see, that means guys, you love me guys? You don't have to put no, you don't have to put no sweet music on. Have somebody else sing. You speak the gift. See, you're really good when, I don't need to hear the radio, I need to hear you. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I tell Greg, I'm Luther. Because you I, no, I act like this at home. She'll tell you. She's got her head down. <laughs> and I sing, I sing all the time. I come up with songs all the time for real. You see? I figured if, if God says a joyful noise is good for him, it'll all be good enough for her. <laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah, it's true. When you speak it, thank you, it ought to be a gift when somebody hears from you. All right? In verse 30, don't grieve God. Hold on. And this is what I want to talk about. Have you ever, has anybody ever been hurt in here? Somebody you really loved let you down? And it just broke your heart? When you don't live the life that I just got through talking about, you're breaking God's heart. That's what you're breaking his heart. Yes. When you live a life of sin, you're breaking his heart. Okay. And that's that exactly what it says. Don't break his heart. Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you. 
Don't break his heart. His Holy Spirit moving and breathing in you is the most intimate part of your life. That's how you ought to live. But you got to be radical. And that's why I was telling the guys, you're too passive up in here. You got to be radical to live like this. You got to be able to be more like God than anything in your life. You see, your life makes you fit for him. Listen to me, church. Is your life fit for God? Is your life fit for him? People, if you live for God, you'll be good at everything else you need to do. You want to please God? If you're pleasing God, you'll please your spouses. You'll please your children, your grandchildren, your neighbors, your friends. I'm living to please him. Okay. Don't take such a gift for granted. Don't take that for granted. I don't want to grieve God. I'm not taking that beautiful gift of life he's given me for granted. Okay? And the Amplified says it this way. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please him. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. When the Holy Spirit is speaking to me or you and we disobey the Holy Spirit, we grieve him. We grieve him. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. You see what I'm saying? All right. You were sealed and marked, branded as God's own for the day of redemption. And that's where we are, right? Yeah. To the day of redemption. I can say now that I have a greater love for him than I've ever had. All that God has taken me through and got me through, I have a greater love for him than I've ever had love for him before. He's been with me every step of the way. He's strengthened my character. He's, he's, he's made me a total different person because loving him. Because when I love him and I please him and I don't grieve him, then I can love and please the people around me that he would have around me and the way he'd have me to be. And he smiles. He doesn't grieve. Yeah. And grieve is what? Grief is to cause grief or sorrow. I don't want to cause grief or sorrow to God, the Father, the Son. Go ahead. Or suffer, distress, and emotional pain. I don't want to cause him any pain because he's a person and he feels and he has feelings. Ask me how. Have no other gods before me because I'm a... So he's got emotions and feelings. I don't want to grieve him. All right? It also means when we deliberately behave in a way that is disruptive to our spiritual movement. When we disrupt our spiritual movement, it grieves him. Mm -hmm. You know what that means? He has a place for every one of you in him. When you do anything to disrupt that, it grieves him. He wants to take you higher. When you do anything to choke it down or to smother it down, it hurts him. It grieves him. You understand what I'm saying? And also hinders the spirit from being what he could be in us. And it grieves the spirit and it hinders the spirit from being what he can be in you. Wow. I don't know who you are, but I know all of you in here. You need to get this. You need to get this. You know, people too caught up in the people. Pleasing folks. What do you get out of that? If I please God. And you're not pleased with me, 
and it's no big thing because I please him. I want to do his will. You know, people look at me and they say, how you doing? And I'm saying, great. I feel good. I really do. I feel great. And the reason I feel great is because my spirit belongs to God and I've inherited eternal life. So what else can I ask for? You see? You see? All right. Verse 30 from the Passion puts it this way. The Holy Spirit of God has sealed you in Jesus Christ. Right here. Get this one here. Mm-hmm. It's sealed in who? Jesus Christ. Until? You experience your full salvation. And you experience full salvation. Full salvation. So never grieve the Spirit of God or take granted for granted. Don't take him for granted. Don't take God for granted. I ain't special. He's special. I don't take him for granted. I don't take whatever your age is up in here. You know somebody's been before you went. I don't take life for granted. God's got me here for a purpose. He got you here for a purpose. Don't take that for granted. You see? As All it right. says, don't take for granted his holy influence in your life. Who's influencing your life? Who's influencing your life? Now, let me do it right, because some of you might be telling a lie. Who should influence your life? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit ought to influence your life. You see, when the Holy Spirit influences your life, you'll never be insecure. Do you know there's some people who don't like me, unbelievable. But there's some people who don't like me. Ah, okay. Guess why? It doesn't bother me. There's some people who I don't like. So what makes me think I'm better than some? I love them. You see? Okay. I'm almost done. Take your time, Pastor. All right, because we're going to live this over here, right? We're not going to be churchgoers over here. We're going to live it over here. Okay? And in verse 31, make a clean break with all cutting, backbiting. A what kind of break? This is our prayer. We're going to make a clean break. There's some things you need to cut out of your life. It's over. Start acting like an adult. You You ever see some of these people, don't be getting upset, don't want to come to church. You go out and you see them, and you wonder, no, honey, you're 30 years too late. Or some guy walking around, no, you passed all that. No, it's time to put all that away. Make a clean break from all that. You see? Do you understand what I'm saying? You got, and back, wait, what? Backbiting. Get away from all that foolishness, backbiting. And profane talk. And profane talk. Should never happen in a household. I can almost say this. I think it's for real. If it happened, my kids never had cussing or anybody cussing in our household. I think that's right. I was saying, yeah, that's right. Wasn't allowed. Don't be saying that, wow, it never happened in our house. Guess why? Because the parents didn't. Never happened. You understand me? You ain't mad at me, are you? All right, I'm going to say, if you are, don't die. <laughs> right. Never happened. 
Never. So don't be, it's easy. Look at You see? How you gonna get mad and cuss the cook? That person is, when you get sick, bringing you Tylenol and whatever you take. Either way, you see? You see? I won't even let, I make sure that we balance in our house. You see? Oh yeah, it's balancing there. You see? I love that one time Gwen came and was asking me, how you turn this thing on? And you know what it was? The vacuum, which she's saying it's a vacuum cleaner. Because she never vacuumed around. Why is she vacuuming? Well, you just quiet in there. Got real quiet. <laughs> Why is she vacuuming? You see? Guess what? I do it, and I like it because I got this thing. Tell me how many steps? I no, never. Years ago. Years about forty years ago. Some years ago, she was in the hospital, got an operation. The doctor told her you shouldn't vacuum. I never let her vacuum again. Right? And the kids had to do their homework. Right? You all know something, men, since y'all upset at me. I wash my own clothes. I wear them. I know it. I know. Don't y'all. No, for real. You see? Balance. Balance. She's not allowed to put gas in the car. I want her out there. I do that. But all that other stuff she does for me is balance. It's balance. And some people say, boy, he has a lot of respect for his wife. He has a lot of respect for himself. I'm tired. Read his last verse. Yep, verse 32. Forgive one another. As Quickly. Quickly. Get rid of that stuff. And thoroughly, as God in Christ forgave you. God's forgiven you, sitting in the church. God forgive me my sins, and you don't want to forgive each other? That's crazy. It says quickly forgive. Quickly. We're going to live it? You want a good home? You want good relationships? You got the information. Amen? Amen. Get, 